On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, adventures in real estate. Not only assholes drive Mercedes, Cracker Jack Mango and Prince Pineapple, Super Bowl, A Mummy Speaks, Bobby Knight, and Johnny Depp. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. It's been a little while, Petra. Yeah, I'm totally out of the practice and I really didn't realize that we were like starting yeah, right is, now. I know. You know, we try to do about three weeks, and sometimes it, we push it a little. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been before the Super Bowl since we've. I know. Yeah. And, and some of these big things, I think, oh, we should have podcasted then, and then that happened. And then a few weeks, like, well, it's too late to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Let's th- just talk about whatever we want to tonight. How about that? No, I've got us a little montage of stuff. So, uh, oh, I'm sure we'll. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll find something to entertain ourselves. If anybody else is entertained, then whatever. More power to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, listeners. <laughs> After a month. We, uh, I wanted to, one funny story this week. What about our goofy real estate transaction we're trying to get done with? This? Oh, that's just been hysterically <laughs> funny. Like, do you want to, you need to explain this. Like, Okay, well, I... We have so many stories from this. If you're not in the real estate business, I'm sure every business has your weird stories. But I tell you, real estate, I feel like, does seem to have its more than its fair share of crazy. There's some crazy crazy and there's some shady. And And when shady meets crazy. That's a good way to put it. It's it's a great way to put it. A clusterfuck. And you've got people from mega wealthy all the way down to piss poor that just inherited dad's farm and they think they're mega wealthy. Yes. It's an odd mix of people that own real estate, sell real estate. And then, and, and I'm still kind of batting this around about maybe taking these these classes, whatever, and getting my realtor's license. Not because I ever want to show anybody a single piece of property anywhere. I don't. But because... There's all this insider information that we're not privy to because we're not a realtor. Yeah, we don't have a realtor license. We just yeah. do investment real estate. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, anyway, I, I, this story is just goofy. We made an offer on a piece of property in our area, and we looked at the place. It's on a, a, a garage slash tow truck storage lot. <laughs> I mean, it's it doesn't sound like much. basically a junkyard. It's and a, it, it's a junkyard. Garage. Yeah, it's a junkyard slash garage. That's exactly what it is. And it's it, on a decent uh, road. It's fairly busy. Exactly, but it's also right beside a sewage package plant, so it smells like poop. Yeah, the, lo- the yeah the county has literally a storage or a sewage treatment facility. I don't know what yeah. you even call well, there's it. A, well, there's a, a treatment facility, but there's also a pumping station that is. Like that pumps the poo to the station right there. That's what the it's a pumping station. That's what the incredible smell is right there. Yeah. Right, so anyway, so that's a little bit about the property. Yeah. So we make an offer. This person wants four hundred thousand for this piece of property, which uh, which without going into all the detail, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I mean, everybody wants to get what they can get. Yeah. I get it. It's a negotiation. Uh, you know, we've done this a thousand times. We know how it goes. So so we put in an offer with a letter of intent, all official, 
um, for three hundred and ten thousand. Yeah. Well, of course, expecting you know, come down, meet in the middle. Maybe we can work out something. Whatever. No. Nope. We get back a counter offer of. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> she raised the price for you being a butthole. <laughs> I guess that's the goofiest thing I've ever well, heard in my all right, life. But there's also involved in this. All right, that the 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 property owner is a little old lady that lives in another state, right? And the real estate agent she inherited is, it. Yeah, the real estate agent is also a little old lady who is senile as all hell. And, like, you just have to keep asking her, did you send this? Did you do this? Did, I mean, you have to harass your yeah. real estate agent. It, it's weird because, yeah, we wrote a we wrote a letter of intent, but then we also wrote a personal letter, which and this is what I do all the time. I've read this and I've learned it from our uh, negotiating books. And just in general, like, instead of just a lowball offer, if you explain why, well, that helps. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not just throwing this out here. Here's the reason why. Because there's a, a sewage pump station on the property. And because it's been a uh, a junkyard, there's going to be oil and antifreeze There's an environmental element to it. Yeah. You know, and he, he just lists some reasons. And, you know, in a nice way, say, I'm, I'm, I know you're offering this much. I know you're offering 400000 But we're going to offer 310000 And here's the logic why. And we hope you consider it and blah, 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 and have a great day. Yeah. So it usually is great. Our, the realtor never sent that letter. Of course not. Then that, then that was She's the, worthless. So She's absolutely worthless. It's like, well, we I, I sent the letter of intent. I'm like, did you send my personal letter? Well, no, I don't. I don't know what personal letter. Well, the personal letter I gave you. Well, I sent the letter of intent, like, oh, my God. And it was just like that circular forever. Like, so did you did you send it or not? I mean, it, it came to the point where basically I ended up calling the owner, and she didn't want to deal with me. She wanted to yeah. deal with her real estate person. But usually you can, when this happens, you can frankly bypass the real estate person and, and go straight to the to owner. Multiple occasions. And work because... it out with the, with the person. It's already a bad situation when you're a middle person trying to convey information to somebody through a middleman yeah. or a middle woman. Yeah. You know? And and realtors kind of have that market cornered. They do. They really do. And we've had we've run into multiple problems where realtors have it in mind that they're going to sell this piece of property. They already have it in mind to sell to somebody. And they don't want to talk to anybody else about it. Yeah, it can be shady. It, it really, we've, we've run up against that multiple times. And so anyway, so we had a buddy who we told this story to. And he said, well, you should just have straight up, just straight as an arrow, wrote another letter of intent. And this time wrote the letter of intent for... Two hundred fifty thousand, <laughs> <laughs> and just pretend like oh, so is that how it works? It's a bidding like, war. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah. and then you know, what's she gonna come back with half a million, and you yeah. come back with a hundred thousand? Like you know, just yeah. play it up like you just are just dumb. Like oh, okay, is that how it's supposed to work? Am I supposed so you have offer higher and I go lower? Is that how? Yeah, just pretend like you're a complete buffoon. <laughs> and see what she, <laughs> what would she do? I guess you would say, are you serious? I'm like, oh. Would it, this has become entertaining now. It is entertaining. It, 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 
it would be nice to be able to buy this property again. Like I'm kind of sitting here and going, well, you said it's worth 350. Why, why don't we make an offer for just that? Cause I, th- I, I, like you're one who likes to negotiate and I'm one who's like, okay, this is final offer. Like I, like well. I don't, I don't, I hate your negotiations. I do. It, I like, I want to run. I love you, but th- this is just something I'm, we all have our skills. And this is just something I'm better at. Because I, I don't negotiate. It's like, like, I will walk away. I know, yeah, I know I'm just like, will. fuck it. <laughs> I know you will. And it's a, it's a game. It's a psychological game that you play in with, again, some people who are super smart, mega millionaires in the business. And then you got jackasses like this lady who, who don't, who don't know anything. Yeah. And it's, well, it, I don't it know. She knew enough to get you rolled up. <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah, I guess. I, I, <laughs> she came back with the four fifty. I don't know if I was riled up. I was just more surprised, and it's ended up being a funny story to tell. Yeah. So, whatever. If we get it, we get it. If we don't, we don't. But I just thought it was a good example of some of the some of the some of the goofiness in our business. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, speaking of jerks, I did find a story on that. I think for you. Let me see here. Something you knew all along. Study out of uh, Helsinki, Finland. Uh huh. Are you ready to be super surprised here by this study? Yeah. About it's a pretty big study. You know, two thousand okay. people and you know, blah blah blah. It's a legitimate okay. scientific study. Uh, is the point? Would you believe that men who are jerks and break the law prefer to drive high status cars? Is that just shocking to you? <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. They're fl- flooring, right? <laughs> wow. Isn't that goofy and absolutely a stereotype that's true? And, you know, it's a thing about stereotypes. A lot of them are true. It's unfortunately, you know, there's good and bad stereotypes, but hell, some of them are true. And it's, yeah. This is one that's true, apparently. I, you know, I've joked about it. I like, I really, I joke about the little penis trucks mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. and midlife crisis cars. Like they're just, well, according to this study, wow. there's from the author quote, okay. the answers were unambiguous, self-centered men who are argumentative, stubborn, disagreeable, and unempathetic are much more likely to own a high status car, such as an Audi, BMW or Mercedes. In quotes. <laughs> it's absolutely. Uh, Isn't it funny that there are literally status cars? Like there are brands that you can name. An Audi, a BMW. or That's their business. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Yeah. It, it's meant to stroke somebody's ego. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Now, the only other thing I did find at the end of this article uh-huh. was there actually was one other type of of person who did prefer that type of car also who is that well that is let me find it here all right this is the okay let me just read the last paragraph it'll be easier here uh but not all who drive high-end cars get painted with the same brush Uh researchers found that conscientious consumers defined as being respectable ambitious reliable and well organized we're also drawn to high status automobiles. So, and that, and, and by that category, it was men and women equally. 
the first one, the asshole jerks, that was all men basically. Yeah. But yeah. but this this category could actually be men or women. So maybe you could get but, by right, with that. All right. I've, I've, I'm going to question this, though. Ask away. Are they just better at hiding what an asshole jerk they are? That may be very possible. And I mean, male and female. Maybe. Like, I, are they just better <laughs> at hiding it from these researchers? That's, it's very possible. And I don't have the study right in front of me. This is just the summary article of yeah. the study. And, of course, it's a bit of clickbait because of the oh, yeah. you know, men who are jerks kind of a stereotype yeah. but they, that's that's what they came up with i yeah shocking shocking that that they figured that out scientifically <laughs> yeah right the scientists said this is a the jerk people again uh these are people who often see themselves as superior and are keen to display this to others so that's their theory behind why jerks want to have jerk cars they think they're better yeah. than you and they want to show it and display yeah. it yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I can get on board with that. Kind of like peacocking? Yeah. Well, way. I kind of love, like, you know, I love driving Elmer right now because I'm like, go ahead, play chicken with me. Exactly. <laughs> See, I've been, I've been telling you forever I like driving that old truck for that very reason. You want to well, get, get too close to me in a parking space? Fine. I'll jam my door against yours a few times on the way out. I don't exactly. care. I mean, it's like not rusted. Don't hurt, uh, hurt my car. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I have had some little asshole in a... Man, I can't even imagine how expensive that little BMW was. Like, I, like all you could see was the... The little BMW symbol on the front of the hood of this car and these two kids <laughs> in it. And he's trying to play chicken with me in a parking lot. And it's like, really, really? You're going to play chicken with this? Bring it, bro. Bring exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and because of that last little thing, like I was saying, and, and you might be right. Maybe there's better hiding it. But because there is that other group of conscientious consumers uh-huh. who also like this power of automobile, the name of this article in a scientific journal, by the way, Journal of International Psychology, specifically. Okay. The name of this article. Shout out. Yeah. Yeah. The name of this article was not all, not only assholes drive Mercedes. <laughs> not only ass. I, you know. Not only assholes drive Mercedes. Does that make them feel better about themselves? I don't know, but I thought it was kind of cute for a, you know, <laughs> you know, a scientific journal to have a the name of their article that way. Yeah. It's fun. They should do that more often. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that is clickbait that we're going to click on and talk about on the podcast. Heck, yeah. So, uh, so there you go. <laughs> All right. We did. I did this with you the other day. Um, I don't know if this was cute. We're going to come up where I want to tell them you're, if you are a host of a children's TV show. Yes. What your host name would be for your TV show. Okay. What was it again? It is. All right. Everybody can play along with this too. Uh huh. Your, your first pet's name. Okay. First pet's name. And then your last one is plus your um, favorite fruit or vegetable. Cracker Jack Mango. (laughs) (laughs) Great. It is pretty fun, isn't it? What's yours? That works perfectly. (laughs) And mine's not bad. Prince Pineapple. Prince Pineapple. All right. Prince Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) That is really clever. It is. 
That's from a repost on our Twitter. From <laughs> There's a, a Twitter account I follow that I don't know who this is, but I'll give a shout out. Just, if you see this quote on there, I can't think of the guy's name specifically. Uh huh. It's one of the funniest Twitter accounts. I don't know how that dude comes up with shit every day. It's that like is shower funny. thoughts or something. He's just hilarious. He's the one that was that, that reposted that Shakira article, and he's like, you know, he like a real quippy. You know, let's hook a lot of we'll hook a lot detector up to those hips, and we'll find out real quick that what's going on here. <laughs> like that's just so smart and fast and clever. I mean. And on it with what's going on in col- in, in yeah. our culture right now, which, yes, culturally, the the Super Bowl, I think, damaged a few old ladies around here. They yeah, just oh, could gosh. not handle. Oh, yeah. They could our, not handle the, uh, uh, the the amazingness that was our little <laughs> J-Lo. Our little, yeah, our little Appalachian. Our old ladies culture. were faint. Oh, God. Yeah, and it was, it was in Mexican. They couldn't understand it. Both of them shaking their booty on stage at the same time, twerking. Good it was Lord. just too much. It was too much for them. Apparently, it's too much for a lot of people around the country. Like, what the hell? Where did you all come from? Like, they're racist assholes like, that have been just stewing for ages, and now I they're guess. all on their soapbox. I guess these are the same people that post the most. Just hypocritical. Just oh, hypocritical all right, bullshit. All right. I've, I've told you. Really, not, you have not, a problem with that, but <laughs> all the other shit you scroll through and you're subscribed to that you get daily pictures of of half-naked men and Jason women. Jason Momoa with his shirt off. Really? And yeah, yeah, exactly. People. Exactly. It's the same people who are bitching about that that, that send me shirtless pictures of Tim Tebow. And, and even specifically... There were some really good memes right after the Super Bowl. Specifically, even last year, there was a, a guy, the guy from... Uh, Maroon 5? Um, yeah. Oh, God, I can't think of his name right now. Well, whatever the dude's name is. A- Adam Levine? Yes. Yeah, there you go. He was half naked. Absolutely. He absolutely was topless. And, you know, has a uh, he works out. He's got a good body. Good for him. But I didn't Not see... Not a peep about that. But now mm-hmm. it, it's... Yeah. It's the... The female form is somehow dirty in our culture. You know who, well, in this case, and a lot of people pointed it out after Super Bowl. Male and female, but it's more females than men that are slut-shaming, yes, I think. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. I think you women are the ones that tear them down. Well, we're the, the gatekeepers of morality in our culture <laughs> or something, I guess. I It's just, it's some bullshit. It's some bullshit. Well, anyway... So there's a Super Bowl. There's a Super Bowl recap. Yes. <laughs> as far as that goes. We just bitched about it all. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and, uh, and the other thing, too, and since we're talking about that show, the other, immediately afterwards, uh, you saw a bunch of, and women, obviously, well, not obviously, but women specifically, well, if I had trainers 24-7 and millions of dollars for surgery, I'd look like that, too, when I was 50 years old. Like, they just instantly hated that she looked good at 50 years old. Yes. And yes. just had it's to tear, jealousy. Just had to tear it apart. Like, can't you be fucking happy for somebody? Just, no. or, or at least just say, well, first of all, you should flat out just be happy. Yep. But if not, you could at least just shut the hell up. <laughs> right? Amen. Hey, Amen. I mean, you're preaching to the choir, babe. And guys, definitely, as far as that goes, we are definitely not like that uh, in general. 
like uh, even now I mean, you see like mm-hmm. uh, well he's getting older all the the big ones but mm-hmm. i don't know us guys when we see a muscular dude in a movies we can like basically appreciate that well, you know and not in a gay way just like wow he works out it's pretty cool yeah oh the rock looks awesome in this film yeah or, yeah right like but you girls like well, yeah. If I if I had all that plastic surgery, I look like that too. Blah, well, first blah, blah, blah. I want I want to be excluded from that girl train. Okay. Yeah, you're not on that. I'm not on that. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Absolutely, you're not. Um, but I think it is common among women, and I think it's a competition thing. I guess. And if seriously, sweetie, if you're threatened by the woman doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl. If that's threatening to your marriage, you fucked up marrying him. Okay. <laughs> it just seems silly to get enough, and, and I'm sure they didn't lose sleep over it. But but uh-huh. even but even taking the time to repost a meme about it, yeah, like even that seems like really that it's petty that, that and got you that got you whatever the word triggered, cued, whatever that got you to do that that just seems odd it does it does and it's it's sad it's petty it's it's ugly i don't like it okay i don't like it i disagree with it you've been um well let's see here so you're just letting me drive the train tonight i am i am and it's actually kind of relaxing to let you do that instead of well okay if I could find trying to drive with you, <laughs> I thought I had this pulled up. I do have it pulled up somewhere. I do have it pulled up somewhere. Maybe <laughs> I believe it's at this mark. If I can, okay, okay. Are you ready to hear a mummy talk? A mummy talk? Yes, I want to hear a mummy a talk. A mummy speaks. All right, here's I want to de- hear it. All right, here's the deal. I don't know exactly where. Researchers, okay, I don't know where, but they're researchers. Okay. <laughs> All right, they basically through MRIs and through blah blah blah, they were able to three D print like an esophagus sort of vocal cord box of a mummy. You follow me? Okay, yeah, I do. And they're I going do. To, and they're going to make this mummy. This is what a mu- this mummy's. They think his voice sounded like. Okay. He or she. I don't know. If okay. Know if it's a male or Is it any me. different than our normal vocal ranges? <laughs> well, you're going to hear. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. One more time. <laughs> Creepy is the word. <laughs> and all- uh-huh. Are you ready again? Go for it. <laughs> I thought when I, when I saw this, I'm like, "Wow, he's going to speak and say something." No, you know what you go. You sound, like, sound like Tilla, man, uh, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> here, here it is. Uh, <laughs> One more time. Creepy is the word. <laughs> <And> also- <laughs> So yeah, that was replayed from a British show that they're talking about. So yeah, so I'm That's... glad they went to all the trouble to make this 3D model, and I'm sure is it took enormous amounts of time and research. But really, eh. just to get man, 
Like, why didn't they at least, like... You know what? I think people just really <laughs> like to justify those 3D printers. I think they're still prohibitively expensive in a lot of cases, and the department just has to do some project to justify that thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one of them. <laughs> made news. Meh. 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 That's just a sheep. Not a damn mummy. It's a sheep. I know a sheep when I hear it. <laughs> oh, funny. Here's what they should have done, if I may be so bold, to give some some advice to the mummy researchers. Uh-huh. All right. They have a sound. Meh. Yeah. Okay. There's a million computer programs now that basically take a sound like that. And, that, and then you can make sentences from that yeah you know what i mean so why don't they why didn't they wait six months from now to release all that and run that noise through that machine and then have the money really say a sentence yeah yeah they could have done that they absolutely could have done if i'm if me and you are thinking of it from downtown hazard kentucky for the love of god well they just had to justify that 3d printer (laughs) Surely the mummy experts could figure out what we just came up with. Meh. Meh. That's what they said. Screw you, asshole. Meh. That's the sound. So. So that's funny. That's funny. So now you know what a mummy sounds like. Yes. Just like our cat. (laughs) Or a sheep. Sheep or a cat. (laughs) Or a board, maybe a a bored gangster, yeah, who's just uh, off-putting some some low-level guy. How about I don't know? We talked about this a little bit. Let's just talk about this a okay. little bit. This is something this week. It's a little more relevant or close. <clears throat> I know you're not a big sports fan, but in college basketball, there was a dude named Bobby Knight. Yes, and he's probably still the he's probably third. On the list of most wins ever in college basketball. Like, he was a coach forever. And a phenomenal coach. Like, three NCAA championships, three or four Final Fours, God knows how many Big Ten titles, all that. I mean, he just, okay. he's just, he was an unbelievably good coach. But also, unbelievably fiery and controversial because he was so fiery. Just a firestorm all around him at all times for which the debate that me and you are going to point (laughs) counterpoint here is exactly why he's interesting because people have been debating this even when he was an active coach. And the deal is like when when are you stepping over the line? Being are you being abusive to somebody or is it an adult? who has chosen to come to you to play basketball so that you will make him a better basketball player by abusing him, basically. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can't even talk about him without bringing up abuse. Oh, I know. I mean, you can't. You can't even, like, you, you're trying so hard to avoid the word, but you can avoid it, talking about him. And, yes, they chose to go to that school, but once they're there, their future, 
their future livelihood right. all rests on, can I survive this abuse or not? And then they're in a situation of violence just like any other survivor in a violent situation. Be, yeah. And that's the point counterpoint that we can make. And I don't know the answer. Uh, the one thing I can make is a counterpoint. Any kid, and I say kid, they're mm-hmm. legally 18 years old, so they're adults. That's what I keep saying. Which is ridiculous that we just have this, this magic number, number that's arbitrary, that if you're 17 and a half, you're a child and you're protected. But if you're 18, then suddenly you're supposed to be a grown adult and be able to make these decisions. Right. And we all know that. That's a gray area of sure. human development. There. Well, absolutely, absolutely. So, basically, is it right for you to choose to have somebody abuse you? I mean, that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah. These these players could walk away. Like they don't have to stay. They could transfer to another school. Um, and I'm sure a, a great number of them do because right. Or here's the point I was I was going to make and like. You wouldn't go there unless you you would surely know what you're getting into, at least to a point. I mean, nobody would go there thinking he's going to be the kind of coach that's just, you know, rubs your neck after every practice and just Mr. Softy. Like, I would think you would know what you're getting into. So there's that. But then there's I would point. hope so. I get, but, I mean, I get like, it. Like, once you're there, though, you're stuck. He had, for example, Larry Bird. This is a trivia question. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know. Larry Bird, his first college was Indiana under Bobby Knight, and he couldn't take it. He quit after about six months yeah. or so, and that was the time in between when when he quit there and he transferred to Indiana State. And he had to stay out for a while, but between transfers, um, Larry Bird worked as a damn garbage man. He was picking up garbage. On a garbage route in Indiana. To avoid him. He'd rather do that than to play for Bobby Knight. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and I did see something when I was reading up on this a little bit that uh, that Bobby Knight did admit later that that was one of the big mistakes. And he and a big regret of his was he says that um, he said, I believe if I had went to his house and talked to him, I could have got him to stay. But he said at that time, I just like, oh, screw it. You want to leave? Get the hell out of here. He said, I never talked to him again. So, I mean, that's just kind of person he was. I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like that. I, and I can totally, like, I've never handled criticism and direct confrontation like that well. There's I no way. Did. I didn't either. There's no way. And Me either. I, I couldn't have done it in a million years. For a band director that, you know, treats me well and coddles me a little bit i will move heaven and earth you know and i did you know that was my thing in in high school yours was basketball but somebody that that tries going down the the ugly route with me i just i'm done like like i just i don't i don't either and different players and and not just players let's just expand this to people yeah different people in business and band and sports respond differently to different styles of coaching um one of the things i read all the time that and i'm sure if they're doing it at uk um they're doing it everywhere at every major college and every major sport Uh they give them psychological tests 
We saw that on that uh, Aaron Hernandez thing in the pros. Yeah. Before they ever draft anybody, they put you through a million psychological tests. Um, and in college, that's one of the first things that University of Kentucky, they do, our basketball program. So that they can coach you to the best of your ability. Yeah. Well, so, if you right. go to Indiana under Bobby Knight, though. Yeah, one style. You've got one style, <laughs> and that's to get verbally abused every time. Yes. Yeah. On Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that they even had anybody there ever that he did as well as he did. And and that's what it just I'm, goes to show like you a, the resilience of kids. Well, and again, this is a good point counterpoint. Again, if some kids respond to that, they want that in some way, and it does make them better. Like I can't imagine that, but some do. And I assume. I mean, I just I can't help but think that maybe, maybe they would have done so much better in a different environment. I don't know. Again, it's an age-old debate with him. It's why he always will always stir debate like this. Yeah. And it's fun. Again, as long as we don't, there's no right or wrong answer, I don't suppose. But, but here's the thing, too, as, as, as my counterpoint. And what you're saying makes, like, I don't understand it either, how anybody can respond to that. Yeah. Period. But when you win three championships and all these Final Fours, you're the third winningest coach in history. He was like one for a while, and then people kind of have overtaken him. But I mean, you can't argue with success at a point. Like he did something right well, that you way. You know what? It, it, I don't mean to. Well, what's your counterpoint? That's all. Not you know. You can argue with success. You know, Stalin was successful. There well, were a yeah. lot of people who were successful, who were horrifically abusive to people. And just because they got what they want in the end. You're saying the means doesn't justify, the end doesn't justify the means. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. What kind of damage has he done to these these people for the rest of their lives? I mean, do do these guys wake up in a cold sweat in the middle? You talk about waking up like with test anxiety in the middle of the (laughs) night. What do you think these guys are doing for the rest of their lives? Is it really worth it? I don't know. And I don't know. And some of these guys, though, like love him. I mean, you don't I mean, I don't have a specific scientific study of every player that's ever played for him. But it seems like it's called trauma bonding. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what it's called. And it's uh, when you're bound to your abuser and it's. Well, here's a disgusting. Well, here's a clip from uh, which I was looking for random stuff with Mr. Bobby Knight, but uh-huh. I did find this. This is apparently a uh, montage of him screaming and cussing at people. No, <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's apparently a, a snippet from a halftime tirade that was secretly recorded. Uh huh. And I believe it because I'm sure he would never in a million years allow, allow somebody it. to record this. Um, Anyway, here's a little locker room halftime speech from Bobby Knight. See if you, all right. See if this would get you. If, imagine you're a college player and you're whatever. This is your halftime speech. Now, part of it. going to let him drive by if, if the rest of you are going to let him catch the ball outside the three second lane and drive all the way in here without one guy challenging him. Then I'm leaving and you fucking guys will run till you can't even suffer. Now I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> 20 that's 22 seconds so far i'm tired of this shit. <laughs> i'm tired of this sh- and you're gonna run until you can't even move 
I'm sick and fucking tired of an eight and ten record. I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to fuck around this week. Now you may be, but I'm not. Now I'm gonna fucking guarantee you that if we don't play up there Monday night, you ain't gonna believe the next four fucking days. Now I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Now you better fucking understand that right now. This is absolute fucking bullshit. Now I'll fucking run your ass right into the ground. I mean, I'll fucking run you. You'll think last night was a fucking picnic. I had to sit around for a fucking year with an 8 and 10 record in this fucking league. And I mean, you will not put me in that fucking position again. Or you will goddamn pay for it like you can't fucking believe. This is... Now you better get your head out of your ass. The epitome of the angry, screaming white man. <laughs> it sure is. And th- this this whole speech here is like in the background that people can't see is just picture after picture of him flashing up here with his mouth wide open yelling at people. Like just always this angry, hostile jackass well and to who be, probably drives a bmw and to be fair <laughs> yeah i guarantee you guys an audi bmw or mercedes according to that article for sure so i mean to be fair this is a, a video of him yelling so they're going to put a montage of him yelling but i mean but he was a fiery dude that was his that's nick, his, that's a very his nickname was the general and uh even Here's another thing. Let me bring this up, too. Another okay. Sort of, I don't know if it's a counterpoint, but it's just a, in general something. This is how locker rooms are a lot of times. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's right or wrong. Sometimes coaches go over and above too far, sometimes not enough. But there are times I hear this. I've heard the same speech, not from okay. him. But from a million different coaches in high school locker rooms forever as being a medical person that's with a high school, you know, being the medical team for a local high school yeah. that I've traveled with. I did that for 20 years. I've, I've heard this from multiple high school coaches in a high school locker room all the time. Right or wrong. I don't know. They're not, they're kids. So there's that. They're not adults. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, sometimes they're supportive and, all right, you need to do this a little better and you need to do this a little better. And sometimes it's this, like, I've told you 10 fucking times to do it this way. And and I, you know, I don't know what there's lines. And and I feel like you're going to go crazy when I say this, Mm -hmm. but I feel like at, at least some not not over this invisible line into abuse, mm-hmm. but I do believe at sometimes it is beneficial for somebody to yell at you a little bit beside your parents to toughen you up some. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? To, to let you know that, Hey, I, I survived that, you know? So that guy, you know, I, I made a mistake. He called me out on it. I got cussed out. You know what? It's not the end of the world. I, I, I lived. I didn't die. <laughs> Only if that person 1,000% has your best interest at heart. That's where it gets complicated. 
How do you know? Excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. It is complicated. But I know I have been in situations as an adult where I simply will not allow myself to be treated like that. Oh, I know. Me either. I totally get it. There's, there. I mean, there's no excuse for it. I'm not going to tolerate it. And no, I don't think anybody on a regular basis. Don't get me wrong, but but you know what you just said though. Your best interest at heart. That's uh, that's a guarantee. What he would say, or his uh, former players would say, like, yeah, he's tough on you, but man, he loves you. He's doing it because. He wants you to win a championship, and he wants you to be an NBA player, and blah, blah, blah. But there would have to be such a background of pumping those kids up in practices and stuff. Like, he could not just be the asshole all the time. And the way I understand it, again, I sound like I'm just totally defending him, which I kind of am because I'm being the counterpoint here. But but from what I read in book, there are things and examples of him being just a – uh, a clown at times also um but but there's this and this yeah. is what people remember and it's what you see you know there's a famous on tv him throwing the chair across the floor yeah um he he choked a kid and when i say choke i mean he like put his arm around his neck and like can you would you please stop doing that that you know, there that i would have thrown him sure. like that that i would have fired him i didn't care how many championships he won if i were yeah the the president of that college that would have been out like you put your hands on a kid and he kicked you're done. A, and he kicked a kid in the, the, in the shin. Those are, those but, are, like i'm sitting here next to you like he went like on a bench like uh-huh. he, he got mad at some kid and he he and he, ben, and he benched him you know he took him out of the game and he and he and the kid sat down and he got and he got in his face and he did something he did one of these to his like not hard you know not a crazy but just enough to i mean he made physical contact like, damn it will you listen to me you know, so he made contact with him that way. That's, and then, and then another, those are lines. And then, those are lines and, that. And then that, another kid, he headbutted. Same situation. Like, I like got right in his face and just did a little quick headbutt to the kid. So, I mean, there were at least three incidents that I just recalled right off the bat of that. How many times know. when nobody was looking did right. he do that to those kids? I know. And and let's face it, they are still children at that point. They I may know. be 18. They're still kids. Uh, yep. So anyway, the whole reason Bobby Knight even came up, I don't even know if we got to the reason here. Yeah. <laughs> he went. He went back to Indiana this past. That was another thing when he got fired from Indiana. When he, like you said, people finally mm-hmm. had enough. Basically, um, he was, of course. Do you think this guy would take it very well getting fired? Oh my God, no! <laughs> of course not. So the uh, the the school president and the board of directors at the time, or whatever. Um, he just harbored a grudge forever, of course. I mean, anytime yeah. they'd say anything like, hell no, I don't like them. I wish they'd all die. Like, <laughs> like he, you know, just as recently, like three or four years ago, he's in his late eighties now. Yeah. Uh, he's probably like literally like 87, 86. Yeah. About three years ago, they did a little interview with him and they were basically asking him like, you know, well, has your heart softened a little bit towards the, you know, people at Indiana when you were there and you guys parted ways and, I'm paraphrasing. But you can look it up. He basically yeah. said, "No, not a bit. Hope they're dead." And the basically guy kind of gave him a chance, like, "Well, you know, are you sure? You know, some of them may be still alive." He said, "Well, if they're not alive, I hope they're. I wish they die. <laughs> like if they're not dead, you know what? Like somebody probably dead, died. I wish they would die. That's the only reason he went back is because somebody that he hated is gone. one of those people died. Yeah, 
Yeah. So anyway, so he went out last week at halftime as some sort of a guest at the halftime of the Indiana game. Went out with a bunch of his former players of some championship team. Yeah. And, of course, the student, you know, the place went crazy. Cause they hadn't, he hadn't again, been there well, again, forever. He's, he's just, yeah. Again, there's this side of him, but there's also the. And he didn't coach again after he was fired, did he? He coached one school, Texas Tech, for a short period of time, maybe four or five years. Yeah. After he left Indiana. And they're still kind of a powerhouse of basketball, yeah, aren't they're, they? They're decent. But I'll tell you what. They beat, instantly, beat some people every now and then. Texas Tech at that time was just a random. They'd never had a basketball team ever worth an absolute shit of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, again, this is when he was probably late 60s, you know, long yeah. in his career. And he got fired from Indiana after all that. Within a year, by hell, Texas Tech was in like the top twenty, going to NCAA tournaments. Like, yeah. like he instantly turned them around in a second. And I don't know if it's this. It's like, hey, hey, jackasses, we ain't fucking around here. You think they brought me in here to fucking lose? Hell no. Like, you know, is it some of that? Some recruiting? I don't know. But the dude had something. He could coach. You know. <sighs> Coaching may be just completely separate from complicated. It is. It, it is. It is a complicated situation. This is a good discussion on. This. I can. I can understand that if you're like a platoon leader in the Marines in the Middle East somewhere, like the tough love, stay alive type thing. But this is freaking basketball, you know. <laughs> It's basketball. And let me tell you. And to abuse the crap (laughs) out of another human being like that is just, it's not something I will ever be able to forgive and look at him in any kind of positive light. Like, I just see him as an angry jerk. I know what you mean. At a certain point, it's a sport. I get it. And I know you learn a lot of life lessons. God knows I love sports. And I'm all for the life lessons that you get out of it and all that. It's, yeah. it's way more than just sports. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you're saying. And, and as far as basketball and like you say, it's my soap opera. It, it is. is. It is. It is. It's guy soap opera is exactly what it is. But his roots are still enormously in college basketball, specifically Mike Shishesky, the head coach of Duke who I think is either number one or two winningest coaches ever now. Yeah. Undeniably, he'll go down as the greatest college basketball coach ever. He played for Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight's first job was coaching, like, uh, West Point military. Okay. Either West Point or Army or one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure West mm-hmm. Point or whatever. I don't even think. One else. of the military academies. Yeah. And... Mike Krzyzewski played for him as a player, and then I think later was an assistant coach with Bobby Knight. And then he got his job at Duke. And And has become. And has become what he's become. Yeah. But I've heard he's shrewd. He's not going to let anybody on purpose. But just FYI, I've heard, and it's kind of through the sports things, that Mike Krzyzewski is a lot like this like he mixes in probably mm-hmm. a lot more of the huggy feely that mm-hmm. but i've heard that that little meek dude you see on tv in his practices is an 
animal with these guys. So I, it's, you know, I don't know. Might be something to, at some, you got to mix some sort of. You have to figure out how to, to motivate and, people. You, know. you do. And I'm all for lead by example, not abuse. <laughs> yeah. I just don't agree. Well, I agree to disagree. I'm with you. And, uh, Ah, I'll, I'll play a little funny thing of Bobby and I did find okay. too. This is a great little, uh, this is on YouTube. It's outtakes from him doing a golf video. Okay. Which somebody with his temper. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine golfing with this guy. Hey, I've here's our a, nightly yeah. uh, Here we go. paddy wagon. Come on, mober fellas. There's the siren. There's the siren. <laughs> it wouldn't be a hillbilly nerd talk without a siren. <laughs> nope. Anyway, no, <laughs> I don't think golf would be exactly a relaxing activity. It's not relaxing for, <laughs> for me, so I can't even imagine with him. This could take us till late the fucking afternoon to get this done. I'm not going to do this. Distance. He catches more than I do. Motherfucker, roll back down here. <laughs> This one now. When we hit toward the pin, Sam, I know I've got to have, gotta a, have more of a swing. A little bit stronger swing. Just like that, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now that's funny. Mighty with that cocksucking fucking bullshit. <laughs> now that's funny when you're cussing at yourself, yes. right? Yeah, that is. <laughs> Do you see him throw that club? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do one more, then we'll move on. Christ, fucking mighty with that cocksucking fucking bullshit. <laughs> I totally wanted to do that before. Oh, shit, fuck me, cocksucking motherfucker. Nice three-quarters line. Oh, fuck me. Need to get that ball. Uh, get that ball. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, trying to get through an instructional video of this dude. I'd like to have seen the final product. How they got enough takes to <laughs> to string together a real video. They just had to put it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Anyhow, so there's the uh, multiple. Sides of Bobby Knight. Oh. <laughs> that ended up being funnier than I thought, so that's, that's actually pretty fun. That was pretty funny. Um, let's bring up a movie that somebody could watch. A funny movie that we found. We once in a while find gems on Netflix that I ne- nobody's talking about. I know. And we look for lists all the time, literally, of like hidden gems or, you know, rare finds, something that we can find a good movie on Netflix. Well, we found two that, by hell no, it's on nobody's list. All right. We've talked about a million times on the show. That one wore on everyone. I just don't see how that's not on everybody's list. It's fantastic. If you like um, what we said before, um, Lethal Weapon. Cops, you know, kind of comedy cop, rogue, rogue cop action movie. It's the best. It's an it's a great action comedy. It's completely ridiculous. It's if- The other one we found this week. Uh, the invention it? of lying. The invention of lying. 
That is a comedy, slightly tearjerker, a little <laughs> philosophical. It's weird. It's a really strange comedy movie. And, and hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that is a damn good comedy. I would recommend anybody watch. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Written by Ricky Gervais. So you know it's going to be, <clears throat> I keep coughing. You know it's going to be a little bit of office type humor. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. little, make you a little uncomfortable at times. It does. It's one of those awkward comedies that are hard for me to sit through. Hank loves to watch me squirm. But then it, but there, there, so there were parts of it like that, but then there are parts absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, that's what I mean. It has a little bit of, for everybody, I think. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you liked it, right? I did. I did. I thought it ended a little odd, but okay. I'm not even sure how it ended, but don't spoil it for everybody. I won't. So. I won't. Listen to this cast of people that are in this. Uh, Ricky Gervais, he stars in it. Jennifer Gardner's co-star. Um, Jonah Hill, Louis C.K. This is before his blow up, his debacle. Yeah, but he's funny in this. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, who you would recognize yeah. if you don't know who it is. Rob Lowe, Tina Fey, just a whole list of people like this that make these. Uh, Jason Bateman is it in it for a while? I mean, it's just Ed Norton. It, my goodness, it's a huge cast. I don't know how you it, got all those people really... in those for small little parts, but. They're all funny when they're in there. Yeah, and it's older. How old is this? 2009. Yeah. yeah. So so there you go. It's a good one. It's well worth a watch on Netflix. Well worth a watch. And like I said, I think it's, I, I like the part that's just a little bit philosophical. It's just a little bit of, you know it's what I'm cute. saying? It's cute. It really is. <laughs> anyway. It's an interesting movie. All right. And then you're going to inform me. You've been talking about this. I know. Johnny I've been Depp. a little bit obsessed lately. All right. What I is know. going on with poor Johnny Depp? Well, I'm not going to say poor not Johnny Depp or anything like that. Well, um, whoever. Like a couple of years ago, he was married to Amber Heard, okay. who plays in Aquaman. She was the redheaded chicken Aquaman. Redheaded chicken Aquaman. Okay. Um, got it. So, they had a nasty divorce. She went on to, like, Vanity Fair and wrote this big op-ed piece about being a, a victim of domestic violence. So, of course, this blew up all over the place that Johnny Depp was a, a wife beater. Okay. He lost his role as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow in P Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney got rid of him. Really? Yeah. Um, he did keep his role in like the Harry Potter franchise that, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. Right. That actually did some damage, I think, to that movie franchise because people were really pissed off that he still had a job. And I can remember we talked about this at the time and I was like, yes, we should always abuse the victims, but there's something wrong with her. We should always abuse the victims? Or, I'm sorry. We should always believe the victims. We should always listen to them, hear what people say. But at the time, I was like, there's just something wrong here. Like, she, the way she talks, the way she acts, it's bringing up alarm bells for me. 
Well, there's been a bunch of taped recorded conversations with them. Evidently, while they were in marriage counseling, yeah. they were advised to record their conversations. Okay. And there are all of these conversations where she is just awful to him. And he sat on them all this time. Right. Until basically a big defamation case. And now, like, some of these recordings have gotten out somehow or another. Like, she released a bunch of stuff early on that made her very much look like the victim. And somehow some of this up, some of these other recordings that she made, like, yeah. they know who made the recordings. Right. These were recordings she made where she's very clearly heard admitting to physical violence towards him. Throwing things at him. She yeah. um, attacked him with like a bottle of vodka or something and <laughs> cut, like literally cut the end of his finger off. Like, like, holy shit. Like, it's not little stuff. This guy really went through fucking hell with her. And, and in these recordings, you know, he's, he's going, I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to walk away. And she was getting very upset with him for not staying to fight with her right and yeah i mean it's finally coming out and i i said at the time that it sounded like that she sounded like my mom like she sounds borderline she sounds like my mom right she really does believe that she's the victim but she's the abuser so some right so that's well and she does so much damage to Domestic violence causes and, and, right. you know, believe the victim, listen to the victim because she's not the victim. Well, I would think I'm treading lightly here. Yeah. I mean, you should obviously take any victim's complaint seriously. Yes. But obviously sometimes they're lying. You know, I don't even think it happens very often. It probably doesn't. It probably doesn't happen it very often. It probably doesn't happen very but often. But this woman has a history of of abusing both men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's drop dead gorgeous. She's probably the most beautiful woman in the world right now. But she's absolutely a whole can of crazy. You know, and then let's give Mister Depp some credit then for. I don't know, for sitting on this or basically taking all this for all these years yeah. of them saying he's an abuser. And he's like, I have these tapes right here. I could show every one of you. I'm just going to hold on to them. Though. It really sounds like he's trying. He did his best not to destroy her career. Right. You could hear him. And I listened to like a almost an hour long recording of this i've been obsessed okay that's what i'm saying this is i have been totally obsessed with this i listened to the full recording everything yeah not just the summations of it not just the the highlights i listened to the whole thing and he tells her over and over again i love you more than anything else in the world we just can't keep doing this yeah yeah and and he really does seem to try try yeah well, yeah. that's refreshing. That's great. Yeah. But, well, like you I said. I feel bad for the dude. Yeah. I mean, you started by saying poor Donnie Depp. But, I mean, I, I do. And I said it at the time that there was just something wrong there. I know we were talking about it because she did, dated Elon Musk for a while. And I remember oh, we were talking about yeah. Tesla and, you know, he was hanging out with her. There's um, video re- recordings of uh, of her sneaking um 
Oh, what's his name? The shady guy that plays in the deuce, that plays the twins. Oh, uh, yeah. Franco. Yeah, James Franco. Yeah. She was sneaking James Franco into Johnny Depp's penthouse apartment while he was in Europe uh, on tour. She was sneaking him in all lovey-dovey, uh, and it's caught on camera. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just drama, there's drama, 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 so drama. much shit that went on there. It's like, oh, wow. And it's all, because they're famous, it's all out there for everybody yeah. to see. I feel bad. I do. Well... No, well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's a good <laughs> that's summation of all that. That's been my soap opera lately. I'm like, yeah, that's what crazy borderlines do and say. And then they will get in your face and scream at you because you're not fighting for the relationship and, and you're not, you're abusing them. Like they will do awful things to you and then scream and yell at you for abusing them. And it's like, <gasps> well, that's uh that's a good little soap it's, opera it's for you. It's triggering and validating. For me, it's it's validation because I'm hearing the same. It's like they have a book. It's it's like somehow their brain is broken in this one way. And it just, you, you watch it happening. You can hear the gears clicking when they're changing the argument. Mm-hmm. Like, like she'll say, I'm not going to argue about that right now. This is what we're talking about when she's changing the subject uh-huh. and changing the argument. Yeah, and and it's just horrifying to hear, really. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't help it. I just keep going back for another. Dose you can't argue. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with crazy. Sometimes yeah. you just can't. Yeah, it just it's how it works. She's on the 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 crazy hot scale. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, up there. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, she'd be. Yeah. yeah, she'd be on the top left quadrant. Yes, she would be. Yeah. Tell everybody where they can find us. At hillbillynerdtalk.com. They can. And I did a, or I had our IT guy do a revamp of our site, so it should be working good. All right. I think at times it was going down a little bit or mm-hmm. just being a little wonky, but it should be working now. All right. If it's not, anybody listening, let me know. <laughs> Tell us we don't know. Yes. Yes. But from hillbillynerdtalk.com, you can find, we're on Reddit too much. And let's see, you're not Twitter. on Facebook. Twitter, Reddit, and Twitter. Reddit and Twitter. That's basically it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do much on Pinterest anymore. They got weird. You can't pin stuff anymore. You can't? I, it, I don't know if it's my iPad or if it's Pinterest, but if I want to copy a link and make a pin in Pinterest, it won't let me anymore. But you used to be able to. You used to be able that to. That way. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, what else? Oh, the, well, Reddit. I invite anybody to come over to Reddit. It's Reddit. pretty. It's fun. We have our own little uh, Reddit thread, don't we? And Hillbilly Reddit Nerd group, Talk. yeah. Yep. We got our individual accounts and then our uh, Hillbilly Nerd Talk account. Yes, yes. We find some pretty funny stuff on there and leave it for each other. Yeah, it is a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it is. So anyway. So anyway, we'll talk to you next time.